This is Bible Studies with Russ. myself there so I think we're good so this morning we're going to be picking up in Judges chapter 16 we're on back up to we're really in verse 20 we're on back up just a verse or two here to pick up where we left off last time I think I put on our uh, title here today that we start in verse 4 but we're actually starting in verse 20 verse 4 is where we started last time so we get to chapter 16 we know as we get to about verse 18 and following as we've been talking about as we talked previously, uh, this is where Delilah is trying to test uh, uh, Samson and trying to find out what his strength is and where his strength lies, right? We saw in verse 18, as we did previously, that uh, she um, was testing Samson, trying to get him to reveal his source, and finally she does, and we find in verse 19, uh, he, she succeeds in verse 19, and she lulled him to sleep on her knees and called for a man and, he, and had him shave off the seven locks of his head. Then she began to torment him and his strength left him. That's really where we looked at last time. And we talked about just briefly how sad it is that the woman he cared about, the woman he loved, as we saw earlier in chapter 16, was the first one to torment him. She began to torment him and his strength left him there in verse 19. So she put Samson asleep on, on her lap. As one commentator puts it, and a servant came in and cut the seven locks of its hair. When she, when she aroused him, Samson again jumped to his feet. So we'll find in verse 20. And what happened? The Bible says, and she said, The Philistines are upon you, and, uh, Samson. So he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as before at other times, sh shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him there in verse 20. Now, the hair growth on his head is just simply it is symbolic of the of the, of, uh, of his strength it is not where where his strength actually lie we know we know that um as we find in verse 20 uh he didn't know the lord had departed from him uh it was not his hair his hair really had nothing to do with it uh it was because the lord was not with him uh at this moment now remember as you go back and you look at the beginning of, of samson and the the occasion with Samson, you'll find that the Bible says that he was going to be used to to go against the Philistines. The Lord was going to use him to use him to go against the Philistines. That was a purpose uh, that Samson was being used for by the Lord. Now Samson made a lot of other choices that had uh, really, I, I, I say, nothing to do with that, a little to do with that, um, and so. We find here in, in verse twenty, verse nineteen and twenty of Judges sixteen, that she, that Delilah has got him to reveal his his secret. Remember, we back up here a little bit. Um, let's see, where's that verse? Verse fifteen. She said to him, "How can you say I love you when your heart is not with me? You have mocked me these three times and have not told me where your great strength lies." And it came to pass when she pestered him daily with her words and pressed him so that he, his soul was vexed to death, verse 15 and 16. So basically, uh, good morning, Sheila. Or I guess I could say good afternoon. If you comment on the chat box, I can see for sure that you're there. Uh, so good morning, Sheila. Um, so she she lulls him to, she, she, she really just tells him, you don't really love me because you won't tell me where your strength comes from. And then she pestered him pestered him the bible says there as the new king james words it uh she pestered him daily 
the King James there in verse 16 says, she pressed him. Um, the uh, American Center says, says the same thing, pressed him. And so as you look at that, and I like the way that, I mean, pestered and, pre and pressed really is the same idea. Uh, she just harassed him. And the Bible says there daily with her words and pressed him so, and pressed him so that his soul was vexed to death. And you, know, you see that she basically just kept after him and kept after him and kept after him. Um, now, as I said before, you'd think at some point, Samson say this, why, why not you care about this woman? You know, she obviously does not have, you know, the, my best interest in mind. But keeping in mind, if you back up to the very beginning of when we deal with Samson, the Bible reveals, like I said before, this purpose where he's going to be used by the Lord to 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 bring bring wrath against the Philistines. Right? That was the purpose of this. Um, but it's it's a very sad story. Um, we can go down here now to verse 20, verse 19 and 20, where we left off here. She lulled him to sleep on her knees. She's the first one that tormented him. Verse 19, she awoke him in verse 20 and said, The Philistines are upon you, but he did not know the Lord had departed from him. Verse 21, And the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza. They bound him with bronze fetters and became a grinder in the prison. The first thing they do is they, they well, they, they took him, and so no doubt they, they bind him, they arrest him, basically, and they put out his eyes. Um, whew, I can't even imagine. I'm sure that, I'm sure it was painful, to put it mildly. I mean, these guys didn't care how much pain he was in. They hated Samson, uh, and they were going to torment him. And the Bible says there in verse 21, they put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza, and they bound him with fetters or with, basically, they, with uh, you know, and it with, uh, you know, we might say cuffs, but basically they, they just bound him with these metal shackles. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, and he became, Bible says there, he became a grinder in the prison. Now, um, you notice here, uh, a grinder here, um, is not, this is here to be a concubine, that, that being their employment, a grinder, grinder, to grind or crush. Now, for the purpose of what we're looking at here in verse 21, um, this grinder, uh, he was made to serve as a, a grain grinder, a job normally performed by oxen. It involved pushing a large round grinding stone in a circle over stalks of grain. How he, and one comes here says here, how humiliating. And so he would, he would push this round grinding, this round grinding stone in a circle over stalks of grain in order to, to crush this. Uh, and so, and then they're mocking him, no doubt. All the, you know, they just mocked him, and I'm sure she harassed him all they wanted to uh, while he was while he was in there. Verse 22. However, the hair of his head began to grow again after after it had been shaven. Well, we all understand that's a natural process of growth, right? But the idea here is that um, you know the Philistines failed to notice this, but of course there was nothing magical about Samson's hair. His strength came from the Spirit of God, yet the hair was a symbol of his strength. The sincere repentance which grew in the slight, and this commentator says, that the sincere repentance which grew in the slight, in the sightless dark, darkness of the mill, of the mill chamber, positioned uh, Samson for one last heroic act in, in the drama of re, in the drama of redemption. And that's how one commentator says it there. So as we look here in Judges 16. Uh, Good morning, Tammy. I can see you there. I think also I think Derek also was with us as well. Um, 
So as we see here in Judges 16, verse 22, his hair began to grow back. And this, I've always taken this as just as a sign of his strength is returning to him, and that the Lord is with him. It's not his, his literal hair uh, that has any strength to it. As this commentator puts here, his strength came from the Spirit of God. There's nothing magical about his hair. Yet the hair was the, was the symbol of his strength. Verse 23, Now the lords of the Philistines gathered together to offer a great sacrifice to, da- to Dagon, or Dagon, their god, and to rejoice. And they said, Our god has delivered into our hands Samson, our enemy. There in verse 23. So the lords of the Philistines assembled to offer a great sacrifice to, to Dagon, their god. Now Dagon, according to Strong's here, is a, a Philistine deity of fertility, represented with the face and, and hands of a man and the tail of a fish. Their gods are very, very interesting, are they not? The, a, he's represented with the face and hands of a man and the tail of a fish. Um, so it's, his face and his hands are like that of a man. I'm, I'm trying to picture this, and and I've never seen an image like this before, but he had the tail of a fish. And, you know, it's like um, Sunday night we talked about uh, Molech and how he is pictured with, if I remember correctly, like a like a bull's head, but the body of a man with outstretched arms. I remember correctly. Um, crazy, crazy stuff. The the mixture of animals and human bodies in uh, the creation of an idol or or their false god, one of the same, um, is very common. Uh, very very odd, but very common. But anyway, they went to offer a great sacrifice to, to Dagon, their, their god, and to rejoice. And they said, Our god has delivered into our hands Samson, our enemy. Uh, their god didn't do anything, <laughs> right? Samson just gave in to Delilah because, as the Bible says earlier, she, she did what? She perplexed him. She, she pressed him, right? Uh, as we saw there in verse, uh, what was it? Um, oh, I lost my place now. Yeah, verse sixteen. She pestered him and 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 vexed and and she pestered him daily with her words and and pressed him so that his soul was vexed to death. Doesn't sound like Dagon did anything. Sounds like she just annoyed him to death until he finally told her what she wanted to know. So she maybe in hopes she'd leave him alone. But Samson, again, his purpose was one that's going to be he was going to be used by God, but he wasn't. You know, he chose very poorly and falling in love with Delilah. Um. Verse 20, uh, going back to verse 23, uh, and they said, Our God has delivered him and has delivered into our hands Samson, our enemy. Verse 24, when the people saw him, they praised after they praised their God, little g, for they said, Our God has delivered into our hands our enemy, the destroyer of our land, and the one who multiplied our dead. I mean, he's delivered, they, that their God has delivered unto them the man who's killed so many of their people, right? Uh, well, because they're wicked people. I mean, Samson wasn't exactly... Um, I mean, he did a lot of stuff that doesn't make any sense as you go back and look at his life. Uh, he did some, made some very poor decisions. But, you know, people sometimes will say, well, how could God use Samson to, to conquer his... to use his will? Well, how many times did God use the enemies of Israel to, to accomplish his will? I mean, he, he'd bring people into bondage and, their, and, and take them into their enemies and make them be in bondage until they repented, Right. Samson really isn't that much different. He's just a single person instead of a nation, right? Um, looking at verse 25. So it happened when their hearts were merry that they said, Call for Samson that he may perform for us. They called for Samson from the prison. He performed for them and they uh, stationed him between the pillars. 
He performed for them there in verse 25. Um, when people think they're doing well, sometimes they gloat and make poor decisions. Bringing Samson out was a poor decision. <laughs> uh, should have left him in the prison. Um, why would you mess with that guy? Uh, why would you taunt him? Uh, if, if you believed that cutting his hair is what made him weak, wouldn't you shave that man's head every single day? <laughs> you know, make sure his hair didn't grow back if they believed that. Now, that wasn't the, the source of his strength. It was a signature of it, but not the source of it, right? His long hair. Um, but the Lord was with him. Anyway, uh, verse 25. And so they called for Samson from the prison, and he performed for them, and they stationed him between the pillars. Um, now, concerning this performed for them, um, basically he would who knows what they would i don't sure if they they would torment him if if they would uh try to get him to perform i don't think they'd get him to perform feats of strength because i think if they if they realized he was he had his strength back they'd be in fear and so he performed for them they probably just harassed him in some way uh, and they stationed him between the two pillars right verse 26 then Samson said to the lad who held him by the hand let me feel the pillars which support the temple so that i can lean on them so the lad was holding his hand. Uh, so he was guiding him. Remember, his eyes had been gouged out at this point, right? Uh, he says, let, let me fill the pillars which support the temple so I can lean on them. Now the temple was full of men and women. And the Lord, lords of the Philistines were there, about 3,000 men and women on the roof, watching while Samson performed, verse 26 and 27. And so he wants to lean against them. Uh, and we find in verse 28 and following what's going to happen, right? Verse 28 through 30, And Samson called to the Lord, saying, O Lord God, remember me, I pray. Strengthen me, I pray, just this once. O God, that I, may, that I may with one blow take vengeance on the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the, of the two middle pillars which supported the temple, and he braced himself against them, and uh, one on his right and the other on his left. Then Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he pushed with all his might, and the temple fell on the lords and all the people who were in it, so that the dead that he killed in his death were more than, than he had killed in his life. Now, one commentator puts it, he puts it this way. He says, In desperation, Samson cried out to the Lord. He asked for one last infusion of divine strength that he might be avenged of the Philistines for the loss of his two eyes. Um, Samson pushed with all his might against the pillars. The author seems to delight in the irony that he was brought into that building as an entertainer. He literally brought the house down upon the, the revilers. Uh, in this final act of defiance, Samson slew more of the Philistines than he had slain in his lifetime. At the same time, this final blow wiped out the entire leadership of the Philistine people. Now, some would say, some argue, well, Samson committed suicide. Um... He definitely allowed himself to die. Did here's a question: Did Samson? I mean, he says, "Let me die with the Philistines." Um, did you know? I'm not convinced to completely that Samson believed that he would, without a doubt, without without a doubt, die in that. Um, I don't take this to be. I don't have a tough time with the idea of suicide. Uh, he, he, he was fulfilling the will of God by taking out these Philistines. He does die with them. Uh, let me die as a Philistines. I think, I think because his eyes are gouged out, kind of the idea if I die, I die. Um, and he pushed with all his might and the temple fell on the Lords and all the leaders there and all the people who were in it. 
And so the people that he killed at his death, so he obviously did die, and were were more than more than he had killed in his life. Now remember, going back to the very beginning, what was the purpose of Samson? What was God going to use him for? To bring to bring wrath upon the Philistines, right? That was the purpose that the Philistines were. To all my knowledge, always enemy of the, of the Lord, an enemy of God's people. Um, verse 31, And his brothers and all his father's household came down and took him and brought him up and buried him between Zorah and Eshtol in the temple of his father Manoah. Manoah, however you say that. And he judged Israel 20 years. Uh, he had judged Israel other 20 years. And so there you have the death of Samson. His brothers come and his, and his dad come. His brothers, his brothers, and all his father's household, I should say, came down and took him and brought him up, and buried him. Right, and so there's the end of Samson. Very interesting to put it mildly. Um, things that you wonder about, right? His death being one, you know, um, was it right? Was it wrong? Uh, his purpose was to kill the Philistines, and so, uh, yeah, you know, that's. <laughs> That's up to the Lord to judge on that one. But he did kill the Philistines. That's what the Lord wanted to happen anyway. Um, we know there's a lot of wickedness that Samson gets involved in, and never does God ever condone sin. But throughout the Bible, we find wicked people being used to carry out God's will. Uh, you know, he wants Israel to be punished, for example. So what does he do? He brings their enemies against him until they repent. Uh, and here the Philistines were against the Israelites. So what does he do to to, to remove their... their uh, oppressor to move their enemy you bring samson out against them and so instead of one nation it's one person and god obviously all right so that brings us to the end of samson and delilah delilah to me is always an interesting character uh she says his says his prayer was to avenge and probably was to avenge and probably knew he'd die too but not a suicide his death he asked god if he ha, he ha, he asked God uh, if it were were wrong, God wouldn't have given the power to commit the sin. Uh, well, that's a that's an interesting point. I agree. I don't believe it to be suicide. Uh, I believe he accomplished his the Father's will in that. Uh, there's just a lot of things in his life that he does in between these things, right? Like going into the harlot, obviously sinful. Other things as well that he does. Um, uh, well, that one's the one that sends out to me. But in the end, he accomplished the Lord's will, which was he brought the, he brought wrath against the Philistines, which was the ultimate goal of that's what the goal was for God with Samson, uh, and what you might say what Samson did in between, uh, you know, if he sinned, he'd have to answer for it, right? And, and with the other things that he did in between there, uh, but the Lord was with him, as we know, He did give him strength there at the end, and so that does seem to signify, at least in my mind, uh, to to Sheila's point, that the Lord approved of what he was doing. Okay, chapter 17. Now, in chapter 17, you have, and every Bible has headings. I know this is Micah's idolatry here. But in chapter 17, um, I have different outlines to this, and I don't really want to start a whole new section here as we're near the 20-minute mark. But when we come back next week, we'll look at, uh, not Micah, we'll look at Judges chapter 17, beginning verse 1, looking at Micah. And I will try uh, to the best of my ability to have some outlines here. They're very basic, uh, you know, like 1 through 3 of chapter 17 is Micah and his mother. 
4 through 6, Micah and, and his shrine, and 7 through 13 is Micah and, and his Levite. Uh, and that's that's your three-point outline for, for chapter 17. Uh, but I'll try to have those on the screen here next time as well. Okay, so we're going to stop there today. I do thank you for your time and for your attention. I do hope you have enjoyed this study. I do hope it was encouraging. I know Samson, like I, like I said before, is an interesting character, and so is Delilah, <laughs> to be honest, and the things that took place there. But I think when you look at Samson, the over the overwhelming point is that he was used as a tool of God to to bring wrath upon the Philistines because they were oppressing Israel. That is the big picture with Samson. Okay, I do thank you for your time this morning. Hope you have enjoyed this. And if you'd like to be involved in more studies, you can always check out OABS at oabs.org. Live classes every Saturday. We actually have live classes on the weeknights as well. Monday and Tuesday night, we have classes at 7 and 8. And then we have one on uh, or Monday night, we have classes at 7 and 8. And on Tuesday, we have classes, a class at 8 o'clock. And so you can find out more about that by visiting oabs.org. Again, do thank you for your time and for your attention. Hope this has been encouraging, and I will see you again, Lord willing, next time.